Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, father, and football coach. What's up, Jason? How's it going, bro? Uh, good afternoon. How's it going, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a good show for you. Uh, I didn't even know we were going to have a podcast tonight until on the way home from work, so Josh, you <laughs> surprised me, and... Right on. It's a good surprise. And uh, let's go. Let's do this. Let's I'll do admit, this I did t- I did tell him we we're having a podcast with you on, <laughs> but sometimes it slips our, it's your reminder. So I think All I told right. you last week and we're we're at the uh don't the, fool you watching the Nganu fight. <laughs> Anyways, he just goes, Hey, <laughs> we're having a podcast tomorrow at 5 a.m. What? <laughs> let's go. And then we'll have another one next day at 5 a.m. He's ready for it. He just launches you. Sorry, man. Hey, it's all good. Hey, I know that um, Nathan can hold his own and he does a great job on podcast. So we have child assassin, SRA, human trafficking and mind control survivor, man of God, devoted husband, father, and also uh, a veteran. Uh, How's it going, Nathan? Doing fantastic. It's really exciting to be here with you guys. We appreciate you coming on, bro, and, and sharing your uh, your testimony and your story. Um, so what branch of military were you in? I was in the United States Army. Oh, me too. I was also in the Army. So you did, uh, how many deployments did you have? You know, I, did, I never went outside of the United States. All oh, of my nice. work that I did nice. in the United States military was here. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I went to Kuwait, so I did a, a year in Kuwait. Feeling mm. helicopters and then everything else is over here. And yeah, you act like it's jail. He's like, well, I, I did a year bit in Kuwait. <laughs> uh, Everybody was it, time. Wasn't the fun <laughs> wasn't the funnest place in the world, but hey, you know. <laughs> it wasn't it actually wasn't it wasn't too bad, man. I mean, compared to what other people have gone through in the all military, you did was work was out, dude. All I you did was did. work out. Like every day I'm like, what the hell's going on over there? He's like <laughs> There's nothing to do. <laughs> chicken yeah, chicken rice and and work out. So um all right, well, let's get into your story, Nathan, if you could, man. Um, I know you're an international speaker. And you're, you're, you're kind of, um, you know, tell us your story, man, so we can kind of understand what's going on with you, brother, and what happened you with bet. you in your life. You know, I, uh, I definitely wasn't born into a very typical family. On, on one side of, of my life, it looked pretty normal from the surface. You know, my family was kind of your everyday Christians that went to church and were active and involved and volunteering for everything. But behind the scenes, it was kind of just a a veil that covered up a, a great deal of darkness that they were complicitly authorizing in my life. And so I grew up thinking that an organized crime family and incest-based generational iniquity was normal. And I thought that was the keys to life. You know, and so my uh, my family that I, I descend from have uh, a lot of familial connections, especially out on the East Coast. But my dad left that and came out to Arizona and started kind of building his own little kingdom out here. And he ended up getting connected with my mom and her family. And they operate out of a place called Lake Havasu City, Arizona. And they had a young age, brought me down there and began to traumatize me and abuse me. And uh, it's not some kind of like... Um, normal type of abuse as I don't want to try to diminish anybody else's experiences or what they've gone through, but this is a very systemic and very religious commitment to a cause. And this, this was a a scientific based procedure to try to shatter and traumatize me at a very early age and created me just like a constant, absolute inescapable belief that I could never get out, that there was never an escape. There was never anybody I could talk to that wasn't already a part of the cult, that there wasn't anybody else that wasn't a part of this. And they were really big embracers of this cult of the serpent. And they they liked to 
try to summon up serpents and the way that they do that y'all it's like they they shed blood in very specific and ritualistic manners to try to call up these spirits of python and the spirits of quetzalcoatl that they were like obsessed with and uh they believe that this these spirits would give them would possess them with the ability to foretell and it's something that had happened in times in antiquity this is what paul and the apostles were dealing with back even overseas you know these these serpents have a way of, of forecasting into the future and giving people downloads on what's going to come and it makes whoever has that information uses that for financial gains predominantly and so but they use that the access to power was was brought through pedophilia predominantly which was and it was always a, a generation out so it wasn't like my dad my dad my mom and um they never were physically abusive towards me or sexually abusive towards me but my grandfathers were and my great-grandfathers were and so it was a very like deliberate intentional uh, abuse and it was involved a lot of the invocation of oaths so it was it was very ritual based and it's something that is kind of um it's like impossible to get your head around it until you're well, unless you're in it and it's this like connection with human trafficking starts to get involved in it at a very strong and systemic rate the place like Havasu City Arizona for those of you that don't know what this place is or never heard of it Robert P. McCulloch was a guy who was the founder of the city, brought an engineer over from who founded and built Disneyland, and his name was C.V. Wood, and they wanted to build a pleasure island, a place where, where men could have their pleasures and they could profiteer off of the abuse and traumatization of children. So they literally bought the London Bridge from the city of London, and they had it shipped over here stone by stone, and when they exhumed it, the, the nursery rhyme song that you hear people singing, this London Bridge is falling down, that is about entombing your children in the stones of power in order to keep it upright, and even when they brought that building over here, when they were exhuming it, they found something that's practiced, which is called inurement, where they would literally bury people alive in the walls of the foundations of these things and sacrifice them. They found 80 bodies, including five children, when they brought that thing over here. And that practice was still propagated today when they reestablished the tome. They brought this the Lord Mayor of London, who's literally they have a, a parade every single year in the city of London is the financial epicenter of the earth, y'all. It's a sovereign city state, just like the Vatican and the District of Columbia. These are these three empires, one a military, one a religious, and one the financial empires that rule a lot of the uh, surface dwelling side of the world. And the Lord Mayor of London has a parade every year held in his honor where they, they bring out the giants, literal giant idols of Gog and Magog. That the Lord Mayor himself is is you know kind of acting as if he wields them and bows down to them in the same way. So what you're dealing with is a deep spiritual occultism, and these people have practiced this old religion. And so Robert P. McCulloch, they actually they sold this little island that they created that the the city of London's bridge sits over became a legal sovereign territory for the city of London. And this gave people political and legal anonymity to engage in a lot of these sexual abominations. Uh, on that island. And that's why they they use that island and that town for those rings. And so I grew up having these two really dualistic split personalities of one that was very normalized and one that was very traumatized and very uh, abused. And it left me with a lot of rage and a lot of hatred and a lot of like, uh, I wanted to stop it. At the end of the day, I just wanted to stop it. Any chance if somebody would just let me fight back and stop these guys and stop the abuse because it wasn't just me it happened to like other family members of mine the male the males in my family were just constantly getting abused and it was it led me on a path of a lot of vengeance and a lot of bloodshed and a lot of murder and killing and that's what i got wholly caught up with all the way up through my teenage years and on into the military well you mentioned wow. uh gog and magog in london don't they i heard something that they uh they actually have like a festival every year about about Gog and Magog because they say that uh that uh Gog and Magog are actually the ones that 
they call upon as they're like their guardians of the of the city. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's in the British Isles or London or I don't I don't know what it is, but I heard they have a festival every year. And I, and some people don't even believe that. And I think I told my brother that a few months ago, but that's pretty crazy. I didn't I didn't know that they actually did that. They actually worship and uh and call upon these 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 entities. old yeah, these old entities that actually so Gog and Magog could be a could be Nephilim, you know, or it could be giants from back in the day i didn't I didn't think of that i thought it was actually a city or, or a country well a lot of people yeah this, they interpret it as uh as like iran russia stuff like that but i mean if it's uh but some people believe it's a spirit of something so that's interesting nathan um i see that you got uh johnny Sarucci's book back there illuminati unmasked yeah. so it looks like you're on the, the right track bro. <laughs> shout yeah, out to johnny Sarucci. let's every, go baby <laughs> every chance i can man i try to point people people try to bring me on they're like we have this illuminati bloodline guy i'm like y'all the Reynolds family are like a tiny iota drop in the bucket of like real <laughs> bloodline families, like the black nobility, the Merovingians, the Aldo Brandinis, the Medici's this, there's a totally different substrate of Orsini's. There is a totally different rulers in Johnny Cerucci's book. The Illuminati on mass is a much better thorough examination of what is generally not allowed to be discussed, which is this great horror of Babylon, the Roman Catholic church, this generational wealth of empire that has been dominating and controlling and, where if you haven't man y'all if you guys haven't read this one the uh have you read this one of his this one's just brutal Eaters it's called the no. ears of children the pedocracy exposed how access to power is granted through the rape torture and ritualistic slaughter of the innocent this is a much more thorough diagnostic ex exposition of where we have had this this cult that is all about i mean ritualistic abuse of children and why why are these the people that get propped up in positions of power and it's you have to deal with these gods of sybil and ishtar and these these are deities that these people are absolutely a hundred percent they are their agents here they're their priests here and they they make no qualms about it if you actually are part of those inner circles this is who they swear their allegiances this is who they swear their oaths to and this is who are the spirits behind the carnal human versions of their masters on this earth and so this is an incredibly hard book to read i'll be honest especially for me given from what i came from oh, but it's the it first awesome. time i've ever seen anybody even talk about the castorati like one of the things my family did was crush like my epididymis which is like a cord that connects your testes to your body to make me like a prepubescent boy for way longer it keeps your voice way higher so you can sing really high and it makes you look like a little boy for a lot longer so these perverts can get their their jollies off of you and that's called the castorati and the, the catholic church has been doing that by the thousands to little boys for generations now oh my 1600 1800 years they've never made a formal apology about it they were doing it to four thousand children a year that he documents in here and anyways that's the first time i've ever seen anybody remotely touch on that topic and he he's a he's a powerhouse for that yeah definitely so yeah guys shout out to johnny Srucci. uh he's been on our show twice i haven't had him on for since because oh, yeah. he's He's, he's just so busy, so we'll, we'll get him back on, though. But, yeah, thanks, man. That's that's a great explanation of, of two of his books, and good shout-out to him. But, man, um, so you're talking about Havasu City, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, Lake Havasu City. Yeah, imagine, guys, okay, this is this is what's crazy because when, when me and Jason were kids, we uh, we would go out to Havasu because we're, we're from California, so we'd go out there and, uh, you know, try to hop on someone's boat or have fun. But there's so many different women chasing and there's so much sin out there. You could feel that type of energy when you go there that you want to engage in that kind of activity, you know, so I could understand, like, I mean, that was just me as a, a teenager feeling like that, you know, go to Havasu, hook up with girls. So there's that spirit of like 
sexuality there and and sex and women. So I could imagine, bro, that that evil side being there for sure, man. It's I, I mean, actually I, got I got arrested for jumping off the London Bridge into the water, and I got busted for that, dude. I just spent a night out there, and it was not fun. <laughs> I was underage too, and I got man, I had to go all the way back out there for the for the for the ticket and everything like that. And it was horrible, dude. I almost died too because I couldn't swim that far. dude. The current. Oh my gosh, was so strong. I'm like, dude, I'm swimming, bro. We're not going anywhere. Wow. Oh, I was gonna die there, but yeah, I got buzzed for this. So yeah, the London Bridge is not a not a not a good memory well, for me. Bro, the way you explain that, so they found those bodies in as they exhumed it and then they brought it over. I mean, how would they not like think, hey, maybe maybe this is a bad idea, you know? I mean, that's that is why they got it here, y'all. Like this, wow. they, they got this thing because and they built tunnels. So the 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 whole island that goes across that bridge has these foundation stones along it and that is literally there's a tunnel system that goes underneath the water of that canal like you were talking about where those those swift currents flow but that 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 allows them to go in and there's literal chamber rooms down there for ritualistic abuse and sacrifice and and uh, there's even on a, on my youtube page i have a, a documentary guy put together it's called shadows out of london bridge and uh there was ghost hunters who got access to the inner tunnel sites of that and went down there and we're filming inside there and you can see that stuff for yourself it's not some kind of like theoretical thing i'm talking about here like yeah, this yeah. is actual reality and, the, and it interconnects along those front shops that go along there as well and specifically a lot of the trafficking is run out of a travel agency there where they where people literally book timeshares and book opportunities to have access to these children and so it's a really serious place the literal gates from buckingham palace are right there the chariot that the kings and the queens and the monarchs would use for like what weddings and it's a freak show when you go there y'all like there's gods and goddesses everywhere and idols like it is bizarro land. If you if you don't know anything about occultism and you don't know anything about the mystery religions yeah. and the Great Red Dragon, which is the heraldic symbol, is everywhere. There's all these lighthouses of the Great Red Dragon all over Havasu Lake. And if you don't know anything about this, if you're not if you're not part of this esoteric circle, you're just like whatever. You know, it's some kind of touristy thing. But no, this is like an absolute sovereign territory here and they are trying to raise up these same gods to have access to death valley i literally believe this is why death valley is there because death the literal entity that has dominion over the souls of men literally has his throne in his kingdom going that way from the other side of california in and that's their place where they're trying to raise up the serpent the great red dragon here in america you know this is literally where we get the definition for the name america means land of the plume serpent that is that is literally the name of this deity that has been the territory of this obsessive cult for thousands of years. And uh, my my desire in my life is to do utter, everything we can to expose the wicked works of darkness. You know, that's what I'm called to do. And that's what everybody who should be contending against this wickedness with everything in them should be fighting against these secret societies, man. They're destroying our lives and destroying our children. Yes, I agree, man. Definitely. And ultimately, it's uh, Satan. It's the uh, principalities of evil and, and heavenly and high places that are that are that are ruling over these uh, people. And they're all, everybody knows, man, all the secret societies out there at the top of these, the pyramid is, is, is Lucifer. It is, is Satan. You know, that's what, the, that's their light bearer. So whether they know it or not, the lower levels might not know, but you know, when you read all these books, like you've, you've been into, as you know, with the Jesuits or Cenies and all these people that Satan is definitely at the top. So, Man, yeah, I, I agree, man. We should expose evil. It says it in Ephesians to expose evil, man. So that's that's what we should definitely do. And um, can I ask you some questions, man? Did, did your parents yeah. know like what was going on, like, or or were they? Did they know what your grandparents were doing and all that stuff? And and were were they part of any secret society? Your parents, or or, or just your, was it just your grandparents part of that? 
you know, my, my family definitely, my parents in particular knew that there was abuse that was happening. Even when I, I brought it up to my dad, when I was finally married, I, cause I didn't talk about this with people. I talked about it a little bit with one of my girlfriends in high school, but otherwise I kept this stuff so buried. I, I had so much shame and guilt understandable. over it and I didn't want to touch it. And especially when I was still living in around my family member, they had a lot of constant access to me, but when I did finally talk to him about it, he's like, yeah, I knew there was abuse going on and stuff like that, especially with you and grandpa, but like, you know, I'll try to fix it now basically. And he was sorry that it happened, but my dad made a, like a legal contract when I was like 11 and 12 years old, when he went out, my, my great grandfather, who is his on his side of the family, he brought him over to our house and moved him back from New York city. He was the former president of the American society of civil engineering. And they were, he was deeply steeped in Luciferianism in a much more like, like what people would think of as like the Lucifer, like Luciferianism in the forms of Freemasonry and like that tenet of it. And I make a distinction between like what deity these people worship because they make a distinction. I don't call it all Satanism because they don't call it all Satanism. They are worshiping specific deities and doing different rituals to try to dial the phone book of these guys numbers. He was in charge of taking the the actual the actual uh, re when they did a massive refurbishment of the Statue of Liberty, this goddess of Columbia there. He was the one who was in charge of that entire project. And so he was a master mason working that divine right in and and was doing and participating in a lot of pedophilic abuse. And so my dad, when he wanted access to the trust fund, he signed over those rights. And I started getting abused on a whole other level with somebody that lived with me. And so those were things he actively was was aware of. Now, to what extent my mom was aware of what was going on, I don't know. I mean, she had to change bloody nasty underwear and puke. I mean, there was some nasty, disgusting evidences and marks on me that were readily there. And my mom was raised by this guy, man. She was raised by a monster, like the wow. worst kind, man. Like the guy who drowns children. So that was from you your know, mom's just, side? That the yeah. gentleman that oh and he's man. still he's still alive, you know, this guy and he's, he's still, still alive. And he still gets access to children by the dozens. Like oh it's gosh. absolutely detestable, you know, and this is like, these people don't mess around, man. This is their family business. And they, they look at it at the same way that other people look at their, their company, you know? And so they've got a secret to protect and their products literally are these, uh, these mind controlled slaves, man. That's what they produce. And that's what they produce by the, by the bucket load for other families. That's what he's good at. And, uh, and so I don't, my mom was like a shattered woman. Like she was a, Basically, a like if you ever seen the Stepford Wives, like these just kind of like loopy out of it people all the time. My mom was kind of like that. She presented almost dumb to a lot of people. She was a very smart woman, but she was like almost looked like she was on opiates all the time, like dissociative. Uh, so she's you know, mind, so she's being handled and mind controlled yeah. constantly. Oh yeah. Did, oh, did yeah. you ever? Uh, did you ever think that maybe you're that that you might have been trafficked yourself? And and those might. Did you ever get a DNA test to your parents? Like maybe they might not be. Man. You know what I mean? Because questions there, I have, I, I have I, a son and, and I have kids and I would never yeah. let that happen. Like nothing happened to them. But uh, <clears throat> you would think that maybe people wouldn't really care more about, you know, kid would care less about another person's child that they just, you know, that they just keep doing. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to bring up anything sooner because I just, it just kind of makes me feel kind of like you think about it. It's like, man, I, I like you're, you're a good guy. You seem like a really you know, a uh, uh, energetic person and for someone to be traumatized like that, like you would, I don't know, maybe I would think that maybe that my parents might have not have done that or maybe I was trafficked, trafficked as well. It's, it. you know, this is a question I've wrestled with for a long time. I'll be super straight with you because there's even like all these, my, my, my mom started handing me all these like pieces of information, like little clues over the last year after my, uh, 
my wife got pregnant with our daughter. She started handing me all this baby stuff and, and journals that she had and calendars that she had and photo albums, like the stuff that's in my book of me getting abused, like sexually abused and stuff. She gave me all that stuff. And I think it was like her way of trying to help me get the breadcrumbs and, and figure out what was going on because she'd, she always used to say like, Nathan, I believe God's going to use you for mighty things. She, she would say that to me all the time, but she also would call me different names. She used to call me Levi a lot of times too. And like, she would be confused about me and some other son. And so I always was really never attached to her in any like deep, real capacity like that, that experience that people have about like wanting their moms in that way. I've never known that like reality. And this is, she even used to write in this first year, baby's first year calendar, like days when I met my other mothers and she would write that in. And this is a really common thing that happens with cults is they start shifting your attachments very early on and they start binding you up with other moms and they take you away from your original birth mom. They start like hooking you up with a different kind of mom or somebody else to be like a wet nurse for a while. And they take you away from her. And like, so it's a, it's a constant destabilization. It's like the key core tenets of this entire success of this organization is that they, they have to destabilize children at a, at a critical attachment phases. So then they'll be more susceptible to, to do that's what's called like love bonding, where you're just going to jump in onto a handler of somebody that presents themselves in a way that's like shows you love and kindness and that kind of stuff. And so I've never done the whole DNA test and all the rest of it. I have lots of major concerns and questions about like my birth certificate. I mean, every time I try to get into any of this stuff, it gets real funky, real messy. Mm -hmm. Like the very doctors who are signing off my birth certificates got convicted of doing forgeries in all kinds of different ways before. So there's, there's a whole chain of evidence of a lot of, of mishandling of life and truth and stuff like that. But I always pray and ask the father to go ahead and bring everything that's been done in secret to the light because he's what he said is going to happen. You know, everything yes. that they've ever done in secret is coming to the light. And that's, it's gonna that's be why shouted out, off man. the rooftops. It's going to get shouted out, man. It's on, it's inescapable. It's an absolute inevitability for every single one of us. Our, our deepest, darkest, worst moments are coming out, you know? And so I'd rather, I'd rather go ahead and do that right now and make sure yeah. that it, everything that I've ever done is brought to the light so that it's not used as a weapon against me. You know, this is yes. why there's freedom and from the confession of sins. Amen, dude. Um, and thank you so much for your bravery too, man, for coming out. And uh, if you could please uh, shout out your book too, so people can can know what that is. Just yeah, are... this is my book, y'all. Snatched, snatched from the flames. I wrote this like seven years ago, y'all, and uh, I have it on my website, snatchedfromtheflames.com. You can name your own price for like I have an ebook, I have an audio version book of this. I also did an entire audio recording of the scriptures. To me, that's more important. Like I needed to lay my foundation in my house with the word. And there's a lot of people when I ask that question, how do you like people say they're believers and I ask them all the time, have you ever read the Bible? And almost all of them say no. You know, like eight out of ten people I've ever asked, have you read it from Genesis to Revelation? They say no. And uh that's one of the greatest, most important things. So you can read my book as well, which goes through a lot of the journey of like coming to realize a lot of these things. And like the biggest question for me was like, how do I tell my wife? Cause she got to marry a very different man than the guy who showed up a little bit into our marriage. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of wives who are married to combat veterans who suddenly get a different husband one day and yeah. uh, and ninety percent of them lose their marriage because of it. And so I was terrified to lose my my marriage to the the only person I ever knew that like had authentic, unadulterated love for me. You know, she didn't have an ulterior motive. Whereas yeah. everybody else that I ever came in and out of my life, I had to try to find out does this is this person just here to use me? You know? Wow, bro. That's powerful, man. Well, um, well, so basic man, you had you had some crazy stuff growing up. So you 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 said you were like they they did this to you so that they could use you for killing. I mean, did did they try to like raise you up so you, so they could prepare you for the military so they could use you for for that side of it? Did the government try to use you? What what was up with that? 
You know, how do you say something like that? I don't know if they, they can you started, talk about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah, if you man. can. Dude, I talk okay. about all this stuff. I've been talking okay. about this stuff for seven years. Okay. I just want to make <laughs> like, sure, dude. <laughs> I appreciate you asking. Actually, eight years. You know, like I just yeah. want to plus I don't, I don't I've been I, I've I been explicit wanna... about this because I, I appreciate your your I don't want to ask you, bro, something that maybe or maybe puts you I don't want to like bring you back open book, man. I don't want to bring you back to that that moment either if anything like that happens. So go ahead though, bro. So you got to deal with those moments. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you got to face the man in the mirror. And I have had to face the murderous monster, you know, because I, I, I became a, a monster at the end of the day. You just, you become something else to try to survive. And that, that's what they bred me to become. Like, it's like, I could have had this bloodline lifestyle and this inheritance and this power and this wealth. And instead it was like, they, they made me to be like a beaten, worthless, starved dog. You know, like you can train a dog to be an elite guardian dog, or you can train it by just beating it and being horrible to it and starving it all the time. And that was the path my family used. And so then when, when they figured out revenge is what motivated me, when they figured out, like, I was like this, I wanted justice at the core tenet of my being. Like I, I was made to have justice period. Like I, I believed in it and I had a, an insatiable hope that justice was coming and I wanted to be the hands of justice no matter what. And so once they found that out, man, they took like all of my aptitudes, my accolades and anything that I ever had. And they just trained me and, and built me and catered me to just kill and destroy and slaughter. And, uh, in a big, the main target of that, they just had to convince me somebody was like a pedophile. Somebody was an abuser of children and somebody was covering up those crimes and I'll go after them. And I found out later on, there was a lot of like double dealing with that, with people that were breaking the oaths or, or like, um, telling the secrets and stuff like that. Or so they would say, and I think some of that's just propaganda to try to keep people to keep the secrets and stuff like that. But they would have, they would let me out. The only time they would ever let me have any expression of like individuality and like excellence or brilliance was to go out on a hunt and to go after these people. And there was a lot of like injecting stuff between people's toes and point like poisons in particular with morphine and opioids. Like there's this other one that uses called um, purple monk's hood, which is, comes from a specific flower that my dad and I would like go out and collect on hikes and stuff like that. And you render down these poisons so that you can kill people in different ways. And like, I got totally caught up in this and this was not just to like, this wasn't just for grooming into the military. Like this was the family business, y'all. Like this was the product after I, you get to a certain age where you're used up. I know this sounds disgusting y'all, but like they don't want boys after they're like nine or 10 years old. They, they really are. There's a, a form of ritual magic. These people are all about this, this Crowleyan sex magic that goes all the way back to the book of the dead, this Egyptian sex magic that wants little boys specifically. And they don't, once you're out of that, you have to find some other way of adding value to the family business. Otherwise you're out and they will literally kill you out of it. So that was the way that they started grooming me into that. Now, later on in my life, when my great grandfather moved in, my family moved up to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And that's where a lot of like the military side of the grooming procedures started so that I could start doing work with the United States Air Force and then ultimately with the United States Army. But they uh, and that took on a totally different turn because, I mean, I wanted at that point in my life, I had been so like. Stuck on like wanting to be out of my family, like I just wanted some way out. It's like why the military appeals to people that come from extreme abuse and an extremely violent upbringing. So why there's a lot of guys that are that are in the gang culture fit well in the military because there is this similar form of like we'll rescue you and we'll look after you and this like the promise of a brotherhood that yeah. doesn't have the same confines of like the drug and crime scene that a lot of them are mingled with. And so the military was like for me like it got 
it got presented to me, especially at 12, at 13 and 14 years old, they started really training me specifically to go into that. And like, I have a form of like, I have a great recall of information when I'm into something, man, I can, re I can retain books of information like super diligently. And so everything got steered towards the military. And so I, I ended up enlisting as a junior in high school, um, to the United States army is through, they, they have something called the delayed entry program, but my family emancipated me over. And with that came like this mind control side of me, like they, the United States military bought me as an asset for them to operate under special kill teams. And this is within the United States military. They have special kill teams that specifically are utilized to eliminate and take out state dissidents. This would be guys that they would, they use these terms like, you know, domestic terrorists and other stuff today, but this has been around a long time for how they assassinate and kill soldiers and the United States military has their own teams within teams. So like you're in a unit and you got other guys that come in as a part of your unit and they're only there for a little bit of time. They're a spy by intense. A lot of them are spies y'all. And some of those spies have a very specific job that they're there to do, which is kill other soldiers that they are trafficking in humans, trafficking in drugs, trafficking in secrecy. And there's a total other world of espionage. And so a lot of that gets brokered through the Defense Intelligence Agency. And then under a charter of the State Department, there's a special unit that was set up that was called the Lobos out Fort Lee, Virginia. And that was being directed by a guy named General Stanley McChrystal out of JSOC in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And so my life got really got caught up in that world. And uh, I thought I was going to be a hero, man. And I got to see that there's still so much duplicity in the military. And it just, it killed my idol, you know? Yeah, I, I went to Fort Lee, Virginia for AIT too. Um, so yeah, there's also uh contractors too that are doing the same thing. So it's that are that are through the Department of Defense, and they are uh ex-military that are getting paid buco bucks, man, to go and do what you're talking about. I know some people right now that invited me to uh to to join, you know, the the the, the or to basically get a job with them, and uh, obviously I did I declined you know i'm not trying to <laughs> i'm not trying to do anything like that i was um I, I went for soldier of the year for um our sergeant of the year for our battalion and brigade i was dude i was and i, and I also did it for the state of california so i was on a track like like you man i, I love the military I, I really was into it man and and uh then i i learned so much about it and i learned so much and there's mind control there too bro i mean it's it's mind control as well, as you know, you know, I mean, left face, right face, uh, you know, all that stuff, bro. You're, you, you automatically just do it. Uh, you're, there's a lot of mind control there for, um, it's not so much deep as MK ultra or like split personality or D or anything like that, but man, it's, um, it's it, trauma based mind control all the same. I'll tell yeah, you. That. Yeah, there is man. And it, and, and uh, I know a lot of people that have, have gone in and, and, and they have, and they go to the VA, bro, and they just all they get is just pill after pill after pill after pill, and and that stuff makes you suicidal. And a lot of stuff has happened through the military, so I, I see the darker side of it, and I see the side of uh, you know taking away people out of their homes, marriages being broken up, families being broken up, kids not seeing their dad. There's a lot of stuff to it, man. There's there is a side to it like a, a there's a side to it that that creates discipline in you, which is amazing, and there's a side that creates you know. Uh, wanting to work out. And if you spiritually get strong, physically get strong and you use it the right way, it could be something positive impacting your life. But there's also stuff that uh, some people are not, you know, mentally built for that, that causes um, a lot of problems in people's lives, you know? So I totally well, understand. I think that. Nathan, you sound like this movie called uh, the hunted with Benicio del Toro. Okay. Like you go through such training and all this stuff and you can't shut it off. You know, you go there if you're if you're used to uh i don't know like maybe like you said uh uh they're spies or 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 uh <clears throat> they're just espionage yeah espionage like that but you get 
you're easily disposed. Yeah, you're yeah, assassin. So you're easily disposed of. Um, you know, like yeah. if you don't have like a, a a connection with your family or really or anything like that, and you're already you're already programmed to be like, hey man, I already want revenge. I already want to go do this thing. So yeah, you just can't shut it off. You just get programmed to do something, and then once you get used to it, you get sent into a situation. You know, there's guys. Those guys just go by themselves. You know, you have like a a full team of Navy SEALs or something, but these guys just go in by themselves. They're they're they go in, they do their job, and they get out, and they they never even heard them. And if you get caught, the government Possible doesn't even know you. Yeah, we have no idea who you are. You acted on your own. It's like, dude, you trained me to do all this stuff. I mean, that movie was really good because he uh, he was trying to come back and 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 you know like be try to be normal, but he couldn't. So. He just lived in the lived in the forest by himself, and and he would uh, actually people that were hunting, he would go out there and and actually hunt them. Um, <laughs> it's pretty. It's, 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 it's once a you, crazy movie. I don't know if you're once you it, hunt, but... once you hunt a man, you know there's nothing else. Will, nothing else gives you a fix like it. You know, there's just no way. I've tried. I've tried to hunt animals, y'all. I can't. You know, it's just like there's a purity and an innocence in an animal that I don't see in the in the eyes of a human, and it sounds super disgusting to some people, but. Like I have seen so much depravity and what, what is, I have seen darkness put on human flesh and, and rain and rule and, and ravage. And, uh, and I've seen it from the days, my first memories, you know, I saw it endlessly, continuously. Like I did a a video that was called, is it better to be alone on my uh, YouTube channel, YouTube it. And, um, cause I wrestle with that, man. I literally would run away into the woods at night. Like I lived in caves and tunnels and like dens with dogs and animals. Like that's, that was safety to me. That was like freedom. You yeah. know, I finally felt freedom out there. And so I literally, like, if I didn't have a wife, man, that's still all I would be doing, man. I'd be living yeah. in the forest and I'd be going into cities and just slaughtering people, you know, yeah. like not just people in general. Just let me be clear. Like I, I would hunt monsters, very particular types of monsters. I can go into any major city and start to evaluate and find where are the pedophiles in particularity. They like, they have very specific types of languages and call signs and, and ways of interacting and dealing and certain car services that they start to utilize, certain police officers that they start to favor judges magistrates like there's an entire ring and network that operates within every major city and you can find it like it's nothing once you come from it and this is why like the whole judiciary model that is supposed to be this things that's out there like they busted 20 pedophiles and you know and i'm like there's twenty five thousand of them that i could find in denver city in a month like the the, the level of of absolute complexity of duplicitousness inside our judicial system is what allows this to foment, to foster this, to cultivate it. And that goes back to that root of these guys that, that swear these oaths of allegiance to a different mighty one, to a different God. And they're looking out for them. Like, like these, the amount of underworld activity that's taking place in, in our cities is unimaginable to people that aren't in it, you know, and like this human trafficking trade, like my family had a network that ran from Nogales up into Tucson, into Phoenix, Arizona, and then over into Lake Havasu. And they were literally bringing in people like cattle and then butchering them in the states of trauma, extracting compounds from them, man, and selling those like pharmaceutical drugs to get people all kinds of different beneficial effects. You know, like there was a literal like meat market for their bones that they grind up and make into breads and the cakes that these people eat in their rituals. You know, these people aren't just doing Catholic mass and saying the blood and the wine. Like they're literally meeting the body and the wine. They're literally eating bodies. You know, it's not some like transmutation ritual. They're physically doing that. And wow. this is just like, 
once you are, 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 are seeing that on such a continual basis, man, nothing else will satisfy that need for justice, like, like stalking a monster in the darkness and letting them feel what it's like to be hunted, letting them feel the dread of the night, you know, and that's the father ripped me out of that in a very powerful and profound way by giving me, giving me my wife, you know, giving me a woman that was an innocent, give me an outsider who just loved on me. She didn't know any of this stuff. And it wasn't until I let out little tiny incremental doses of that over the course of our marriage that, it, that she, I got to trust her enough to be like, will you love all of me? You know? And she was like, I'll love every part of you, no matter what's in there. And like, I've tested her, man. Like, I know that's maybe not the way to do it, but I've tested her on that. And our marriage is we're 12 years in and it's been it's been brutal. It's been beautiful. And like, I've got four children right now and not any God of them great, have been passed through the fires of this, you know, like he has literally opened a barren womb and given us life where there was death, you know, like my name is Nathan and it literally means given giver gift, you know, and like they made me to be a taker and a thief. And you know what? That's a different kingdom. That's a different deity that I don't serve anymore. And I surrender my sword to him. And I'm like, listen, I, I want to see these people brought down with the sword of my lips as I've seen your son did it so effectively. Yeah. So when did you become a Christian? When did you like, uh, start, start going to God and, um, you know, and, and accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior, bro. I'll wait till you get done drinking your drink. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude, this is one of those guys that it was like, uh, I fi I finally saw a man, like a man be a man. And it was these guys on, uh, when I was seven years old, my mom turned on the TV and put on this, these guys were in an arena that were traveling around the country, like preaching and stuff like this, but they were called the power team. And there were these super yoked out dudes, like just tearing phone books in half and license plates in half and <laughs> bending rebar, you know, and they were just like men, you know, like, and they were like, <laughs> they were like, they were like, if you, if you think we're strong, man, because we do these things, we're really weak, man. But you know what gives us our strength? Jesus Christ. If you want to be powerful <laughs> and if you want to be mighty, you call on him in the name of Jesus, you can be saved. And I was all like, yes, wow, that's awesome. I want that. Like, because I'd seen a sissy version of Jesus my whole life masqueraded in the church and the pulpits and the pews and these perverts, like these guys that like, like they, they literally masquerade Jesus around like he's naked and dead on a cross. And you're like, that's not the Messiah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. believe me, I read the book of Revelation and like he is the revealed Messiah there. There ain't nothing weak about that man. No. There was never anything weak about that man. Not one time. The greatest strength he ever had, the only moment of vulnerability that he had in that garden, man, when he's dripping sweats drops of blood coming out of his face from like the weight of all of it coming upon him. And he's just to surrender to the father's wheel and the will in the moment of your greatest testing, man, there's no greater strength that I've ever seen, but I never saw that in church. You know what no. I'm saying? Like I didn't see that. Well, the way you explained it right now, sorry, sorry. The way you explained it right now was, was, was beautiful, man. That's, that's exactly, I, I never got that either, man. All I got was a light, version of it lightheartedly tapping on that but the way you just explained it right there was perfect man i mean he was he was sweating blood you know and he and he, he still did the will of the father so but yeah i didn't a lot a lot of the times you don't get that people they they tiptoe on like luke and matthew and they just speak of these things i mean but dude that yeah you gotta it, that's true man once you get to revelation some of the churches don't even teach out of revelation because they're kind of scared to, to dig into that but yeah. you gotta do yeah like you said yeah, man, man you gotta do the whole bible genesis through revelation bro yeah, man. Otherwise, you missed you missed the story. It's like the very chapter three, man. He's gonna crush the head of that serpent. At the end of the day, that's why that's why I serve him, man. He's the only one I ever saw that put fear into death's eyes. You know, he rebuked death. He's the yeah. only one who rebuked death off of me, saved my life. And and it really wasn't until I got out of the military and like started going to a, a church that had like a, a recovery program. You know, if I was like, 
I was a mess. You know, I lost like the, I, I, my whole life I had been geared up and dreaming of this like military dream and it was over in a couple of years. And like, I was lost, so lost. And so I ended up going to this like recovery place that was called shift, which did like a 12 step Christian based recovery program. And that started really helping to rebuild my identity in a lot of ways and turn me back for a hunger for the word. And I threw out all the pharmaceuticals. Cause like you said, man, the, the washout program, the veterans affairs administration is here to suicide our soldiers. That is their number one prime directive that they are here to do is to kill soldiers as fast and as rapidly and as efficiently and quietly as possible. And they do that on an incredibly efficient scale. And I got rid of all those pharmaceuticals, man. I, my life was completely different. My brain turned back on, you know, my hair was falling out at the time. I had irregular tachycardia. My heart would be up at like 200 beats a minute. You know, like I was like, I was walking dead. Like people met me. I had a heart halter monitor all the time. Like it was crazy. I was like, and I threw all that out and was like, you know what? You're either still the God of the Bible. Like I knew you as a child or you're not, and I'm going to die, you know? And I was like, but I'd rather, I'd rather be sober and believe like, this is how I can resist the devil. He's like, have be sober minded, like yeah. resist, submit yourself to Yah and like That's the resist only way the can, devil bro. and he will flee from you, man. And so like I, I got a sober mind and it started to just my whole life began to turn drastically around. It was about 10 months after that that I met my wife. Wow. And uh, and it was like and I ended up taking a tour over to Afghanistan, but with an NGO. And uh, it was over there, man, that I realized, like, I want to be with that girl so bad. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go for it. And and uh, she totally shot me down. And it was like so, <laughs> so crushing for a while. She was. Yeah, it was, it was, I start the book out with a love story and, uh, and then it's all real brutal, nasty, scary murders trying to kill my wife and I and my, our unborn daughter. And it's been a wild journey that he has had us on, but I'll tell you what, like we, we gave our life back over to him in a powerful and profound way and like got recommitted ourselves, got baptized back to him and, and started seeking him with everything in us. And, and I'm a passionate person when I, when I go all in for something, man, I am all in absolutely. And so we were really devoted to that church for a long time. It's called Flatirons Community Church. And we were there for quite a few years, but then I went through a very sh distinct shift in my personality and the killer came back right in the middle of all of that. And I wanted nothing to do with churchianity anymore. That was for sure. I didn't want the greasy grace. I wanted warriors and I wanted killers, you know, and that was all I was interested in finding. And I started finding all these truth or Christian awake conspiracy podcast and YouTube, man. And I started seeing some warriors out there, y'all like some, some seriously brave men like Russ Dizdar and Rob oh, Skiba man. and Steve yeah. Quayle. And like, go, bro. I started seeing some fiery guys that were out there that started showing me Dr. Michael Lake, like showing me an opportunity of like, Hey, how about we expose darkness wherever we find it? And we don't compromise because that was always, I always inherently saw a compromise was the currency of the kingdom of darkness. At the end of the day, that is the one thing that makes us distinct set apart or holy from the rest of the world is that we don't compromise. And that's, yeah. that is something that comes from convictions that are not of this world and that are immortal. At the end of the day, convictions are the only thing that they can never kill out of a person. They can try to get them to, to get you to capitulate, but if you can maintain the steadfastness of your convictions, this is truly what makes you unkillable. And I have seen that because I've seen that through those great cloud of witnesses that came before us. When you read their testimonies and you impress them on your mind on a regular basis, it fills you with courage because you've seen that they set their eyes before them. Like Abraham was looking for a city and a builder whose maker was Elohim. Like he settled it, their eyes on these things. Like having seen, having believed in these promises, they didn't even receive them. You know, a lot of them didn't even receive them, but you know what? They were counted worthy and faithful to the end. And that's, I wanted to be among them. You know, I wanted to be somebody that went about destitute and was, was pursued by the sword. You know, I wanted to turn this world upside down and be someone who raised a family that this world was not worthy of. So you, wow. you said you, you yeah, yeah, that's profound. You well, said, I, you say, I wanted to say something real quick before you go on, Josh. Um, you, you got the divine viewpoint, man. 
you've gotten it. You have just like Job, you've gotten everything taken away from you. You've gotten all, 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 all stuff. Like everyone asks, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do it's because sometimes it's because God wants you to get the divine viewpoint, all the stuff you've been through in your life very tragic, very horrible. And I, and I, and I am so sorry you had to go through all that stuff, but everything that you did go through and, and you've done has brought you to you, the man you are today. And to testify of that and to, to have your testimony, that's what gets other people to, to understand that they're not, the, you're not the only one going through it. And also you're, you help them. This, this is, that's awesome, man. You're, 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 the way you talk and the way you speak is very, uh, very powerful. And, and, and like, I, I like listening to you talk. That's usually I like to yap my mouth on, but what you're talking about, you got the divine viewpoint. You've been blessed with that. And I, and I, and I know that a lot of people go, man, uh, you know, how do you, how do you get out of that? How do you still follow Christ after all of that? Like, you know, you were a good, you were, you were a child, but just to get you where you are today, you know, did you even think you were going to be married before that? Did you even want to marry anybody or be with a woman before, like, like, like long term? No, you didn't talk. Probably didn't even think yeah, about it. I wanted way. to die. Yeah, yeah. I I've just been, wanted. I there. can't even do. All I wanted to do was die. That's all I thought about all the time. My, I was so, I was so demonized by death. Like I can't. If you, people that have never experienced like deep oppression have. There is a spiritual, a real darkness that invades the mind. That is not every thought you think is your own. And there are some of those thoughts that are only, their only one agenda is to drive you into death. And it says yep. like temptation comes and then lust comes with it. And when lust gives birth, it gives birth to sin. And with sin comes death. And it's like a real powerful entity. And that was, that was my family's spirit, man. That is the spirit that reigns over my family. And that's such a horrible, horrible thing to have to say about your family. But like, that is the God oh. they serve. And so that thing sought my life constantly. And I, I had, so I learned a lot about spiritual warfare very early on. Like I, I never had a misunderstanding about principalities and powers and rulers and dominions and thrones. And I understood that Satan masquerades himself like an angel of light and his workers do likewise. Like I have seen that take place in front of my eyes since I was so young and I had to resist that death. And no matter, this was at the end of the day, y'all like they, they, I could not die. Like, that's why they used me for, like for what I was, why I think I was really picked for this is because every time there could have been all kinds of horrible violence that took place in a room. And I was the sole survivor over and over and over and over again. And eventually people figure out I can profiteer off of that. But then I was the one left with like, it's called survivor's guilt. You know, you get to a place where you're like, why did, why are all of them dead? And why am I always alive? And why am I stuck with the nightmares? And like, I was so scared to go to sleep. I was so scared to go to sleep. I was like, as soon as I finally could get up my hands on like over the counter medications and just anything to alter my brain, man, I got so addicted to substances. Like I, I ran to anything that would drown out the memories, drown out, drown out the dreams. And, um, and so, I had a dream when I was young to have a wife and a family and that stuff, but that went away, you know, that, that died, especially when my great grandfather moved in with me, that really died. And, uh, but I wanted to go die in the military at the end of the day, man, that's, I wanted to die a hero's death. I think I was always just like, I just want to die, you know, jumping on a grenade and saving my buddies, you know, like mm -hmm. I would read all those tales, of the congressional medal of honor winners and all the brainwashing they do with you when you're going through, especially like soldier of the month or soldier of the year, you, you memorize all these stories and stuff like that. And you're like, man, I've been reading that since my youth. And that's like, yeah. that, if I go out that way, oh, people will say like, 
you did good, you know, and how, other, so. How many years did you spend in the military? I was in for two years. Okay. Did you get medically discharged? Did you have something yes. like that happen? Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. That's I why I was wondering. Cause you, cause you said that you were, um, you said that it was over. I was like, dang, you could have stayed in, but it sounds like something yeah. happened. Okay. No. Yeah. I threatened a general and he kicked me out. Okay. Yeah. He washed me out of the program. Real yeah. Fast. I've had that. You're the second person that I know that did that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I didn't know he was playing close, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang, man. That's yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah. So you've gone through a lot, but like, like Jason was saying, man, like, I mean, God kind of puts, you know, you, you've had your faith tested so much. I mean, throughout your life, you know, there's um some people that live life. They, they just stay on that Christian walk and they don't have to go through all this stuff. You, you've been through the fire, like you said, snatched from the flames. You've been through, I mean, absolute hell. You've been through so much and you ended up coming back to God, you know, and that's amazing because you could have reversed that and blamed everything on God. Like some people try try to do, even though everybody has free will to do what they want. You know, that's the reason why that stuff happened is because those people have free will entities are pushing them to do that. The devil is involved. And um, the only thing that you could do at this point as a Christian, I would think is uh, even though I know that they're worshiping Satan is, is to pray for them. You know what I mean? That's all you could do because Jesus says to pray for your enemies. And I understand that. I know that's hard to say, you know, but I mean, when I listen to Emma's show, I mean, I think that's the only thing that really uh, would would be the the right thing to do as far as what Jesus, I think, would want you to do. Pray for your enemies and pray for these people. That's all you can really do, you know? Yeah, I think there's it's a critical component, you know, especially in dealing with personal injury and disputes is to to extend mercy and forgiveness because freedom, freedom for you from that prison cell of bitterness comes by unlocking the door that you are holding the key to. And that's forgiveness. Forgiveness is that key. And like, that's where it started for me as I went to my family and, and extended that, like I started getting healing for a lot of these trauma and these memories. And I began to really wrestle with that. And so I went back to my family trying to extend that forgiveness to them. And, and, uh, they responded by trying to kill my wife and my children, you know, my unborn child. And it was like, okay, oh well, we're going to have to take a very different tact. You know what I mean? And this is, yeah. this is why I turned to my pen. You know, because mm -hmm. I've done a lot of very effective things with my sword. And I recognize at the end of the day, once you're outside of that, though, you don't have the immunity, maybe, that yeah. uh, shielded you before. And so if you're, like you said before, if you're caught out there on your own, you're going to be hung out to dry on your own. And so there was it was very, very clear that I, I didn't want to have to pick up. I don't want to have to pick up my pistol. You know what I'm saying? And like I got to see the father literally jam their weapons at times when they came after us. I've got to see him stop every version of, of murder that they had intent on their hearts. And I've seen him deliver my family in supernatural and profound ways because we put our trust in him at the end of the day. Like I was like, either you're, you're still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or you're, or we're going to die, you know, but I would rather die knowing that I put my trust in you to deliver my family. That being said, I tell you what, man, I start praying very, very diligently, very strategically and very effectively on a continual basis to try to ask the father to build a hedge of protection around my family that no human and evil spirit can penetrate, that he'd forgive the sins that are empowering these evil spirits being sent on assignment against me or my family, that he'd break their power of communication and take off the wheels of their transportation methods. Like I have seen him disrupt their communication methods like in front of my face i like he he is so sovereign over this world system but you know what he's looking for is his sons and daughters to lay down their lives in absolute surrender and commitment to him and his kingdom and devote themselves with radical commitment with zealousness is this powerful beautiful world like there used to be pharisees sadducees and zealots at the time of the messiah and you know what those zealots he had two of them within his 12 apostles that he picked out Two of them were zealots, and that's literally where we get the word sicario or hashashin, assassins. 
That's mm. like, you'll all be wondering who some of these guys are. They are assassins that he picked out of the crowd because he's like, you know what? They have a purpose with that passion and that drive and that commitment to the cause that he wants for the kingdom's sake. And when you get guys like that committed to the kingdom, there's no greater thing. And so for me, yes, praying for my family, praying for praying for the perpetrators of this has been an, an important piece of it. But there is a critical component that we have to reprove and expose these works of darkness. There's a lot of people that are willfully ignorant and un, and unwillingly ignorant of these devil schemes. And he says, be not ignorant of the schemes of the devil. And it says in like the literal reason that the son of Elohim, the son of God was manifested was to destroy the works of darkness. That's why he came. And so if that's what he says, have a mind like Christ, then we need to have a mind like that, that we need to seek to, to steal, kill and destroy all of the doubt and the despair and the hopelessness and all of the, the contractual obligations that we've had with the, with the kingdom of darkness, purge these idols from our lives and begin to cling to him and begin to call upon him to deliver us. Cause that's, that's literally what he listened out for. He's listening out. He's a good father waiting to hear the cries of his children. And when we call on him, I'm telling you, he raises up judges of deliverance for us. He raises up warriors from his people to help set the captives free. And I believe that is what we are all born to do. We as men, as fathers have a duty to do that first with the man in the mirror. And then over the covenantal relationship we have with our wife and then over our children. But then like, as we get our homes in order, man, we better go work diligently to advance the kingdom of righteousness with every breath in our beings because we're commissioned to be soldiers in his kingdom. Yes, I agree with that, man, 100%. And uh, there's there's a few different verses, man, like uh, Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. John 3.20, for everyone who does wicked things hates delight and does not come to light lets his work should be exposed. Uh, Isaiah 520, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and, and sweet for bitter. Um, fe- uh, Proverbs 812 is the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Um, and man, I just think, uh, obviously we know about Ephesians 612. We say that a lot on our podcast. We have so many spiritual warriors on here, but for we, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, uh, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places and the high places. You know, as we talked about on the last podcast, I believe that this is happening, uh, you know, where the moon and the sun and the stars are, the, they're high heavenly places are where these spiritual uh, hosts of wickedness are battling, you know, spiritual battles happening. That's why I talked about in the book of Daniel, where it took 21 days for them to, for that uh, angel to come, you know, because they're they're fighting and do when we're doing these prayers you guys think that you pray and it instantly goes to god but as as you know in the book of daniel his prayer took 21 days to even get answered because you know there's there's a there's a fight going on between fallen angels and these 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 angels or these messengers so it's it's really interesting man but i love the fact that you're praying for these people and that that you've gone you know it's like paul you like paul the apostle and you remind me of that bro because paul was out killing christians and killing them and then you know he ended up coming back to god and jesus chose him uh made him blind uh made him be able to see again and and chose him and he became like you like you're either 150 percent or you're nothing that's kind of how paul was he's either 150 percent for these pharisees and for for the jewish people or he's 150 percent for for uh for 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 jesus and that's what he ended up becoming so that's why it's good for you to get dragged through the mud and put through all these different uh uh, you know, situations that you've been in or that I've been in and that Jason's been in or a lot of people that I know that are spiritual warriors or soldiers for God, like you're talking about. We've been through the drugs, the, the you know, pornography. We've been through family 
doing the same stuff that you went through, bro. In our family, same thing, man. Throughout our whole family, we've had uh, people get molested and, and, and it's not about ritual abuse or, or, or any secret societies, but it was stuff like that, man, at, in our own home, bro, you know, mm. and, and throughout my whole dad's side of the family happening all through the generations of my mom's side of the family. My mom, always talk about it. Everybody's talked about it. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now, all that stuff, man. And, and, and Jesus says, man, it's better to have a millstone hung around your neck Right. Uh, and dropped in the deepest part of the ocean to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And what they did is they caused Nathan to stumble. What happened with Jason and me and, and our family causing us to stumble. So we got to understand, man, it's like, uh, and you know what I'm also happy about, bro, is 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 because when my, because basically the family member that did that, bro, was super close to us. So I feel like I have kids now and, and, you know, it's so it's, know, as you could probably know, you appreciate you, you, you're having your, your daughters so much more or your sons, whatever you have, you appreciate it a lot more when you've been through what you've been through, you know, same thing with me and Jason, bro. Like my kids, I love them so much. It's like, and you probably the same, man, because you know what a bad uh, parent is, you know, and I'm not saying my mom was bad. Or my dad was that bad, but they, you know, there was just stuff that we went through, man. A lot of spiritual battles that they went through, man, that caused uh, some tough, uh, you know, upbringing for for us. You know, my mom was great. I'm not talking about my mom, just my dad. You know, wow, wow. But you and know those, what I mean? I, you know, testimonies. Are how so much critical. more do you? How much more do you appreciate your kids now that you've you've, right. you've been through that, right? Yeah. Well, you you lay your life down for them. Yeah. You know? I like my family. Literally, was like. If I want the trust fund that I've been waiting my whole life for, like my family has empires of power in a totally different way. They they don't have just money. They have a phone book, you know, they, they deal in secrets and it's a way more effective currency in that kingdom. Let me tell you what, man, when you owe somebody a favor in that world, it's a serious deal. And these debts get collected and called upon. And so it can put you anywhere with anybody, anytime. Wow. And that was, you get, I had to sign away legal guardianship of my daughter, Naomi, if I wanted to, to hand her over to the family for a couple of weeks out of the year so that they could do what they did to me, to her, if I wanted that trust fund, you know, and it was like, I am not going to, dude, if there's That's anything crazy, I absolutely am hundred percent committed to do, it's to do everything I can to protect and provide for my daughter and my family, peace, life, love, like an authentic experience of, of growing up free to choose for herself who she wants to be like a very i never had choice you know like you it is a real thing to be a slave your whole life and to be trapped behind a prison cell of stupid you know like i was yeah. just made to be dumb and it just it just killed me i was never allowed to be me and so like for her she this is the i have four children right now man and they're the first generation that's born free from this mm -hmm. but it has taken me willing to go into absolute object poverty absolute mockings the the scourge of public mockings and accusations like my family has been through this the absolute worst versions of friends and family and and churches and pastors and jobs and employers like we have seen the worst and the best of people like we we sold our house in Colorado and went traveled into a, and bought an RV and traveled all over this country 150,000 miles and we got to see the most incredible people and cultures and experiences that the father has his remnant scattered all over the earth and they can be trapped right in the middle of a tiny little city praying for help praying for restoration praying for deliverance and the father can send an ambassador one of his perfect people into their lives and transform them instantly like i have seen he has a way better version of special forces than anything i ever saw inside any of those teams uh -huh. because he does not require anything other than willing servants and when he's got that, man, he's like, well, we can just go ahead and turn the entire thing inside out on itself 
overnight. He can turn all everything that the enemy intended for evil. Yahuwah, my great creator, has, has meant for good in the saving of many lives. That's what Joseph was able to say to his brothers after his dad died. And they were all scared that now Joseph, the most powerful man in the world, is going to kill him or impact his vengeance. You know, and he's like, no, you got to understand he had a he had a heavenly perspective on the matter. At the end of the day, the vengeance I seek against my family is not a carnal one. Let me tell you, like I'm wrestling for their souls. I'm trying to cut a, I'm trying to pave a path here ahead of them because I know some of them are going to get out. It's 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 going to be a few who find that narrow road. But at the end of the day, we're called to clear that road ahead of them. You know, like we're made to be scouts out in the world and spies in the land who try to go out and inspire the nations that listen, no matter what you've been through, men in particularity need to talk about those abuses. Like you, you guys have experienced like what's going on in the family secrets that are all over everyone. That's literally the subtitle of my book is one man's journey to uncover the family secrets buried in his bloodstained past. Those family secrets are the chains of shame that are binding so many of us from our calling and are keeping us from being effective warriors for the kingdom. Like men need to be able to talk about molestation, sexual abuse, rape, and incest. Like it is an incredible scourge that lies on the backs of our shoulders that keeps us burdened down into sex and drugs and violence. This is like the, this false trinity that dominates from sex sexual abuse and from sexual perversion. When you get sexualized at a young age, which vast majority of young men now experience at a click of a button, a, you get, a nine-year-old boy can see more beautiful woman than the richest of kings ever could see in their lifetime. You know, wow. like access to pornography, like that is an absolute is reality. So of and, and there is a systemic design, a spirit behind that, a spirit of seduction and lust. Like the, the European Union just published their sexual education standards for the future, and they require every child to be exposed to every sexual act, which is verbatim taken from the Book of the Law and Aliester Crowley. Like they're literally taking these words for how to sexualize children, making them be exposed to how to how to use oh, just every version of it yeah. from three years old to six years old and six years old to nine year olds, how they want them to be engaged in sexual acts by the time they're six to nine years old homosexual interactions. I mean, all of it's just laid out explicitly in there. And that's, but that's been something that's been going on in people's families all over this world for a long time. That's because men aren't standing up confessing the sins of, of, of being killing that generational spirit, man, crushing the head of it's, that serpent and saying, was, as for me and my family, never again. It was like a slow release pill. If you, if I think I've said this on a, a, a past show, so it was like a slow release pill of this, you know, like they started out like, you know, on TV showing someone in like a full bathing suit and then they went to like maybe like a two piece and then they went to, you know, a little bit sooner. Now you see a girl like in a G string on TV, you're like, whoa. And then the, then you got people on, on regular cable naked and then, you know, they just slow release pill that. And then yeah. now it's like they're slowly release pill of, of like making everything normal, you know, like as far as like gays, lesbian, uh, trans and all that stuff, you had this giant ritual uh, with um, the Kardashian uh, uh, Bruce Jenner, where that just plummeted everybody into that trans agenda. And, and I'm not, uh, you know what, guys, I'm not trying to bash on anybody that's trans or gay or lesbian. That's, that's your deal because a sin is a sin. I'm just saying that's what you see happening. And I'm sure that a lot of people don't want that pushed on children. You know, I think that 
whatever you do in the bedroom should, you know, stay with the adults and not have to go to the children. But it was like a slow release pill, bro. But like you said, man, they don't even hide it anymore, bro. You could go to, like no. you said, the book of the law, okay. you could go to, you could go to uh, the satanic Bible. You could go to what they were always trying to bring. And now it's here and it's out. It's on the table, like modern day Sodom and Gomorrah right now, bro. And we're, we're going through it. That's why you could see that the end times are here, man. And those people that, that, that used to hide in secret, now, pretty soon, what's going to be accepted is pedophilia. You know what I mean? That's going to be the next step because it's like, hey, those people are not bad and evil. It's just that they're, they're just born like that. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the next step from the trans agenda. Now there's going to add another uh, uh, P to that LGBT would be it whatever it is man uh they're gonna add a p to it soon they want to make that normal because the politicians that are all doing this type of stuff washington dc scandal uh all these different things i could bring up that conspiratorially but i believe we're all fact uh you know all the stuff that they've been doing that they, they want to bring it out and make it normal so that you know that they're not getting busted for it anymore they don't have to hide it anymore it doesn't have to be secret you know and i just see that happening and it's it's terrible man like god's god God's coming soon, man. The vengeance is coming, bro. They will be judged for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Almost definitely, dude. Most definitely. Good points, dude. Good points, big time. Uh, but it's it all started out with television in the in this in this fifties and sixties, and now they got now you got the your own phone or your iPad or anything, and you can look at it whenever you want. You could sneak off a, a kid, like you said, a ten year old, eleven year old. Anybody that's <clears throat> that's uh, that has uh, you know access to a to the internet can, can go do that. You can look up anything, and it's and it's it's very uh, it's demor it's demoralizing our our nation. It's 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 robbing our children of being kids. You know, I saw stuff like that when I was younger at a young age, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't on the internet. It wasn't it was just accidentally stumbled onto it. And that was it. It was just like it was in the VCR at her house, bro. Yeah. I remember, dude. Like, yeah, was, it's like wow. You accidentally you push it in, boom! Oh, it's on the TV, and you're you're like, you know, I was even two years. You have no idea Jason. what it is. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what is yeah. that? And then you you know, when I went to high school, you you start you know getting curious, and boom, there you go. You're already having having sex as a freshman in high school, you know, doing things like that, and then you got the. Your friends, you know, they're like, "Oh man, that's you're so cool, dude. That's awesome. You're you're the man. You're the you're a big old pimp, dude. You get all these girls, and you're and then you start. In my mind, I was like, "Yeah, I am. That's how, you know, I could do anything. I get it. And and then and I see it now that I have a daughter. I'm like, wow, man. Like, if I ever met somebody like me and just just walks up and tries to ask my daughter out, it's just like, dude, I'm sorry, bro, but I'm gonna, you know, like I've. I, I was that guy. So sorry, you're not going to date my daughter. You know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do a lot more than just show up and, you know, Eddie, Eddie Haskell, I think it was Eddie Haskell that, you know, just, <laughs> Hey, how's it going everybody put on that persona. No, it's like, I want to keep my kids, kids for as long as I can. You know, it's like these days people, they don't, they don't do that anymore. It's just like you go to school, you have no idea what they're teaching your kids at school. They have no idea what's going on. And when I talk to my son, he's like, oh yeah, that's, that stuff like LG, like the, like transgender. And get, it's like, he's already heard about it. When I was that age, I wasn't even thinking about that. I didn't even know what that was. I was thinking about GI Joe's baseball, 
you know, uh, Saturday morning cartoons, you know, now it's like you're giving these children a chance to make a decision when they don't even, they, they, they can't even make their bed yet. So they're making them a decision to, to do that. That's even abuse on as it is, you know, it's like, and I understand how hard it is, but nowadays it's, it's, it's very hard to be a, a follower of Christ and a, uh, and to keep your kids, you know, their eyes on Christ and, 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 you know, people around, it's just, it's so hard. You got so many distractions and so many excuses and so many things that you could keeps you away. It's just, man, I, you got to go through tragedy nowadays just to come to the Lord. It's like, you can't just get, people just don't go to him anymore. It's like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to, my dad, you know, he went to church. So I, I'm going to start doing that. And most kids on is their dad go to church or they try to push on like, I ain't trying to hear that. Let me just go listen to the words and then I could go home and play with my toys. That's how it is. It's just like, that's not, it's, it's not a, there's no meat no more. There's no, there's, there's not a lot of, of, of people out there or, or actually churches small or big that are tackling these issues that are saying like, look it, this is wrong. That's wrong. Christmas is wrong. Halloween is wrong. All these, these, these holidays that you celebrate are wrong. They don't, they don't, mean anything they're meaningless and you're actually giving homage to gods when you do that you're i don't see the devil hanging out with uh uh the church on good friday you know just one time out of the year just he doesn't do that so why do we do that why do we let our children go and be a part of a ritual and be a part of something that where they could get also they could get snacked up doing stuff like that and and you're teaching them how to lie and and Christmas is the same way. You're teaching these kids, you're teaching kids that Santa brings you the toys if you're a good little boy. For one day out of the year, if you're good, the spirit of Christmas will come upon you and you'll get your presents from the Santa Claus. And then when you grow up and you find out Santa Claus isn't real, as a child, you're like, man, my mom lied to me about the Easter bunny. She lied to me about the tooth fairy. She lied to me about Santa Claus. She's trying to tell me there's a God that 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 uh you know died from my sins and 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 forgives me of everything, but you know, if I don't accept him, I go to hell. I, I don't even believe you, mom, about Christmas presents from Santa. Why how am I going to believe you about God? I'll just go to my friends or my teachers and let them teach me how to think. Or, and I'll just follow that. There's there's, there's too many, too many, like, what do you call them, Josh? Uh, uh, block, oh, block walls, bro. Like, there's so many block walls between the Bible and you before you even read the Bible, you know, like scientifically, uh, psychologically biologically all these different things you learn and then by the time you go and pick up the word like genesis is in a blender already bro they're not going to believe that god created the heavens and the earth they're going to believe in a big bang theory they're not going to believe that that god created us they're going to think it's evolution uh when it comes to psychology you're going to think their mental illness they'll never think that demons are causing it they're not going to think that there's spiritual warfare going on they won't believe nathan with sra satanic ritual abuse they're not going to believe uh uh, anything like that because you're already taught to believe in this um you know rockefeller system you're taught to believe a certain way so by the time you pick up the bible you're already there's block walls be put between you and god already and then jason those other little things that you're talking about and things that nathan is talking about like some people when when nathan's probably speaking they, they have no they're, they might be christian dude like for the last 40 years but they hear stuff that nathan's talking about happening 
and uh, judges, lawyers, doctors doing this type of stuff, they would never even believe it. You know what I mean? Uh, people in churches, Freemasons are, are, are pastors. No way. Or they won't even know what Freemasons even are. They've never been exposed to this type of Russ Dizdar stuff or that this Rob Skiba stuff or the stuff that Nathan's talking about or the stuff we talk about on the show. So they would have no idea about real spiritual warfare because they don't even know who their enemy is. You know what I mean? You think like they go, oh, well, Christianity moved on throughout the years. You know, it keeps going on, keeps going on, keeps going. You don't think that other religions moved on throughout the years, like 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 satanic religions, uh, Moloch, uh, the worship of 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 Baal. It, it's 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 been going on just as much. It's been coexisting with. Christianity, as long as this can be, that's why God gives you the Bible to show you, look, this is what was going on. This is what is going on. And if you don't believe it, you're turning a, you're being ignorant mm -hmm. to things. And then people call you, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're crazy. But I'm pretty sure we had about what, six or seven people on about this on our show. And it's all the same kind of story, all the same kind of thing. And and and, and, and he and, talked about Colorado, bro. I had somebody on the show exactly what Nathan said, and it corresponds exactly with Colorado. It comes a military program, and Nathan doesn't, you know, doesn't even speak to. The, I don't even know if Nathan speaks to this person. So well, I'm just saying, of, like, like, yeah, it, it all corresponds. It's like man. if I was a cop and I was interviewing a hundred people that I was going through this, and they all have the same story, I'd go, oh, they're telling the truth. There's no way they're lying. That, 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 that's this has got to be going on. Not, you know what? All this stuff is going on. These guys just make it up themselves. Why would I? Why would Nathan make this up? He has nothing to gain from this. He has, if anything, he he's going to get more probably persecution or, or you know, hey, oh, this guy is crazy or you're a liar or you're this or that. It's like, no, I'm bringing something to the light, and you're being very brave in doing that. Like, like you said, you know, you need more men that are like that 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 can talk about their childhood traumas or their recent traumas they've gone through it's like rub some dirt in it you'll be fine those days are not that's not real to be a, a real man is to cry is to have compassion is to be have empathy you know and 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 puts yourself in somebody else's shoes and actually you know and then if you go through it help other people out you don't have to keep it hidden you know because there's other people that have gone through this stuff and all you think about it yourself oh i'm, I'm the only one who did this or i'm the only that i'm I gotta be the only one this has happened to. No, man. There's dude, people everywhere that have gone through stuff like this, and they they probably don't even know it. Maybe they were part of a satanic ritual abuse, stuff like that. But you know, because like you said, your grandparents did stuff like that. Our my grandparent, my grand, my grandma that just recently passed. She wasn't like a regular grandma. She didn't come and cook you cookies and you go over there and she uh uh you know she she you know made you dinner. It's like she was literally straight evil to the core. I thought you know I seriously I really think she she, she started these generational curses in our family and never and never tackled them and everybody that's in our family is the same way and they all all have the same same uh, characteristics, same same uh, uh, addiction, same everything. If it's not alcohol, it's 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 uh, it's methamphetamines. If it's yeah. not meth, it's it's you know it's heroin. If it's not heroin, it's 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 marijuana. It's it's whatever it is. Is everybody had to find a vice, and it's like no one tackled their issues. Hmm. Like I didn't tackle my issues for a very long time because I was very like like I said, I was kind of embarrassed about it. Like oh man, this it's not cool to talk. Now I'm just like oh yeah. Oh, you've been through that? Oh, I've done this, you know, this, this, and that. And they're like, oh, wow, you're pretty, 
you're pretty blunt and pretty, you know, open about what you say. Yeah. Because that's how my, te- that's my testimony. Yeah. That's what proves God is real. That's what proves he, he moves in mysterious ways. That's what proves to other people. They're like, wow, you actually got the balls to say this. You know what? Yeah. That happened to me as well. Oh, there you go. Now we can get a conversation going. Now we can open you up. Now we can get you going. And and it's not a bad thing. It, it God for you know stuff does happen to people all the time, but really it is. It makes you the person you are today. I thank my mom for being who she was, and if I could thank my dad, I think I'll thank him too. Hey, I would not be the person I am today and the father I am today without going through those things because I don't want my kids to go through that. I don't hit my kids. I don't. Um, <clears throat> I don't um, treat them like like their burdens. You know, I treat them like their blessings, you know, and it's, 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 it's just the way you, you know, talk to your kids and, and interact with them. You know, girls need fathers, men, boys need, you know, need the dads in the homes and it's not getting nothing against the moms, but you do need a man in the house to, to set the discipline, to show, you know, the, the, the daughter, Hey, that's the kind of man I want to marry. I want to marry a man like my father, not, an absent father where it never around. And now you're looking for all the love in all the wrong places. It's, it's, it's starts in the home. And if you don't want to go to church, you don't want to go to a big church, then be the church in your family, take your family and gather around it and, and, and start the relationship with there. It didn't start in, in the Bible with huge churches. It started in the homes. They would go practice in the homes. And, and, and it's, it starts there because that's how you could get a very good, uh, uh, graphs of, of the whole thing, you know, and if everyone sees in the family sees you doing it, the kids are motivated to do it. Other people start looking at you going, you know what, what are they doing over there? They're different than other people, you know, crap's going on in the world, your house burnt down, but they're still happy. And they're, they're going on, lost their job. Grandmother died, kid died. Doesn't matter. They stick together and they know it's always going to work out for the good for the believer. And I solely do believe that. I solely do believe that. Anything bad that happens in the world, anything, it's 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 gonna work out for the good. It will totally, but you have to believe. Go ahead, Nathan. We we don't want to take over the podcast. We're sorry. <laughs> hey, man. No, 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 no. I, I just like hearing you guys preach. You know, yeah. this is this is this is at the at the end of the day. You know, the systemic destruction of the moral fiber of our society is is what opened the door. You know, and. They targeted the men. They targeted the fathers and the husbands generations ago. And uh, look at all the stuff that came in the door. You know, unless you bind a strong man, you can't go first plunder his house. And, that's and the structure did. is that's right here. Did. That's right. That is the fi- that it. used to be the fiber. And that used yeah. to be the, the guardian of the household. You know, like yeah. those things, those there's a it's a real weapon. You know, it's a serious the word of Elohim is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, Amen. piercing through the bone and the marrows that like separates the soul from the spirit and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the hearts of man. You know, every creature is laid bare before it. This is a serious tool that you need to train up your family right away. You know, like I don't want my children, like at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not raising them to stay children. I'm raising them to be young women and, and warriors. You know, I've got a son finally. Now my wife gave birth to twins at home. There was like a total miracle. I didn't know Praise I was going to have twins until oh, I caught my son in a copper bowl. I thought he was going to be God. a placenta. And after three nights of labor, you know, she gave birth to those twins and like the wow. father spared her life. You know, she was, I have, I have seen miracles take place, but that's because I've been home. You know, there's a critical thing that happens when fathers are committed to being with their families. Like 
there's so much deviance that takes place when you start to export your children to other people to raise them. There's a lot of people who are readily eager to raise your children for you, and they have a very ulterior motive in the, inside that they do, they are not going to be overt with. They are very covert about what it is that they're really interested in doing with your child, and it's not to raise them up in the interests of righteousness. And so it takes a deliberate form of discipline, like you were talking about earlier, Josh, like the disciplines of a godly man are what turned the world upside down. They really do. They, they are what can completely stop this, is that when parents stand up and say, I do not consent, like, no, I absolutely will not give you another hour with my child. There's 15,000 hours of compulsory required education they're going to indoctrinate your child with when you ship them out and export them for somebody else to do that. You can't compete with that. You're going to have, on average, like six to seven hours of waking time with your child a week if you export them to school. You think you're going to outcompete 40 to 60 hours of social influences that are designed and engineering them to totally follow the herd, to listen to the experts, and to do what they're told? You're not going to be able to outcompete that. And as much as you want to try to give your children a firm foundation early on, you're sending them to the wolves every day. Like, you're outnumbered and outgunned every single time you walk into one of those school classrooms. You know what? It's hard even as men, grown men today to maintain our convictions and our moralities when we're surrounded with peers of a similar age or aptitude. And that that culture of influence that had been pressed on us by going to school, public schooling or even private schooling, it's still that cultural expression of like keeping people in the herd. That can get brought out so easily. And so that requires deliberate course of action to resist that. It requires us training up our children in the ways of God, like train them up diligently, teach these words, impart these words onto your children, talk about them when they get up and when they lie down, like literally when you rise up and when you go out, like there's a reason we're supposed to be so committed to doing that. Like I have been with my children every day since they were born, like every day I've had maybe a week or two out of the entire time that they've been alive where I've been out of the house or traveling and speaking elsewhere at conferences. Otherwise I have been at, I've been here with them. And that has given me a totally different perspective on what it's like to raise a family. And it's also way harder to be present on a regular basis with your family and, and to not always pull the 10,000 escape shoots that are always out there calling our attention away from our families. It's not easy. And it requires that level of discipline. And we need that in our lives, you know, because that's, that's what fathers, we need shepherds over our household. You know, it, 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 Jesus, Yeshua called himself the chief shepherd. We need to be that over our homes. We need to know our family needs to know that we don't tolerate this evil coming into our doors, but it requires us training up another generation. All it took was for them to steal away one or two generations to, to rape us of our identities, to yeah. take from us those core tenets of morality out. Like you said, they use a very effective Hegelian dialectic. It's like a, like when you study like, Hege like, man, this is a warfare of death by a thousand cuts. They've just slowly come in and incrementally attacked us a little bit at a time. It's called the Fabian tactics, the Fabian socialist society. The, the literal mm. emblem is the wolf in sheep's clothing. They yeah. came Fabian society is actually a secret society too, but oh, they push, 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 push. That's it. Back yeah. And then they, that's pressure and release. It's the same yeah. way you train horses. It's the same way you train dogs. You know, they, they're all these, these behaviorists, these people that broke people down to an animalistic level and started conditioning dogs, you know, like BF Skinner is one that's very famous where he was ring a bell and then give a dog food and the dog would salivate. Ring a bell and give the dog food, the dog would salivate. Ring the bell, don't give the dog food, the dog is salivating. And you're like, okay, that's the part of the study people talk about. What they don't talk about is the next step where they would then flood the tank. 
and they would flood his room that the dog was letting get in and start training and experimenting on trauma. How does trauma affect the memory? Well, if you traumatize it and put it in through a near-death experience, all that memory went away. And they're like, wow, look at these amnesic effects that this could have. And this is where all these – like the systemization of, of, of deliberate trauma-based mind control is something that has been deployed on a whole scale worldwide. It's been systematically tested out in little pockets. Like I come from a family that practiced it as a religion, but there's a scientific endeavor that's been, t that's been orchestrated over our culture and in, infiltrated our schools and our education systems, our militaries, our police academy, like all over the place to groom and cultivate people that are willing to comply with this system and go along with this agenda and compromise. And that's why I'm so committed to trying to, to get people to get back to an, a culture that does not compromise, that if we, if we can retain our convictions and not move off of them and be willing to be a martyr for the cause, what, what you create is something that is powerful witness. Like you said, the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb, the words of our testimony, and not loving our lives when faced with death. If we can get rid of those fears of men, fears of mocking, fears of failures, fears of, of obviously dying, if we can get rid of those fears and we can get a greater fear to fear only our creator, to fear him and him only, and when we serve him, man, we are set free to be empowered by his dynamite Holy Spirit, his explosive Holy Spirit to, to literally raise the dead, to cast out demons, to, to loosen the bonds of the oppression, like the, the real fast that he wants from us to look after orphans and widows in their times of need. Like we are a culture of orphans. We are a culture, culture who has inherited lies from our fathers, and we have to cast that off and by doing so we become the people that go and hunt the souls of men that's what we're born to do like i still hunt the souls of men i just don't do it with edged weapons anymore <laughs> i do it with a way sharper more effective sword which is one that comes out of my mouth that comes from his word and the more i put that yeah. word in me and the more i diligently impart that to my children man i'm raising up warriors here like there's no ifs ands or buts about it like i want them to be able to engage the darkness and expel the darkness that the enemy has to flee that's what it says children are an inheritance from yahuwah like the fruit of the womb is our reward like arrows in the hand of a mighty man are the children are of one's youth blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them he will not be ashamed in the gates like he will not turn back with his enemies at the gates he'll be blessed when he goes to his battles you know what i'm saying that's that is that is an effective fighting force david with all of his men when he was on the run from saul king saul powerful man set out every single day it says he thought of ways to kill david every yep. single day he sent the special forces the elite cadre of israel's best of the best to murder david and you know what it said yahuwah preserved his life but he was on the run with 400 to 600 other mighty men and all their wives and children all at the same time there was babies and dads and diapers and blowouts and poop and puke and crying and fussy all of that all at the same time when they were on the run like there was such a deeper level of like authentic masculinity that's embedded in the scriptures that we need to search out diligently as men in order to identify what does it look like to be a righteous man and how do we navigate a world of warfare in order to be effective for that so that it's not just AR-15s and sweet battle rattle and, and looking high speed and low drag all the time, that we are literally well-equipped to be able to contend with corruption, deceit, and darkness wherever it abides. Yeah, like, like that's a good point. Like it's not going to be the weapons of 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 men. It's going to be your words. The way you could you speak it will be. I think will be the 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 weapon that we will have. <clears throat> and man, good 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 points right there. Totally. It's it, we just gotta like I, I always say this in Solid Solomon Gomorrah. God gave it told Abraham, "You find me, you know, ten. Five. He even gave him all these chances to go find his people." None of them were good. And you know what that was? is because it was the widespread codomen of it. 
not everybody was doing it, but everybody was condoning it. It's like, hey, like like these people go, hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't be mean to somebody that you know that that uh, <clears throat> that is you know trying to be a transgender. And so that's fine. You want to live in that world, but I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to be like, hey, I condone that. You know, I, I'm going to just you're a good guy. You're a good person because I'm a murderer too. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a lustful man. I'll, I'm all those things. Everything. It's just that I'm fighting against those types of sins, like being a a, a murderer, being being a, a homosexual, stuff like that. That's those are all inside of your. Anybody can be that, it's as long as you could choose not to do that. You have to understand, like you have that choice. God's going to respect that choice no matter what. And and if you want to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and not and not understand really that what you're doing is is the reason the downfall of our nation is going on right now, mm. the stuff you're, you're participating in and even condoning, like, Hey, <clears throat> I know people have kids that, that are, 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 you know, want, wanting to change their genders on stuff, mm. but what are you doing as a parent to support that? You're let, you, oh, you know, he wants to do it. It's okay. You know, he's, he's 10, 11 years old. Let him make that decision by himself. No. No, you like you say, you stand up and you say, no, this is not going to, in my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do is on you. I'll pray for you and I will, you know, let you, if you have a question, I'll tell you, you know, what I know about the Bible and what I've been through in my testimony, but I can't save you. I can't make you make that choice to be like, you know what? Enough is enough. Cause there's, there's, there's a lot of people out there that I've been, you know, I don't know if it's you know just just coincidence or God really is is having me meet these people, but at my work, there's people that I'm you know are I'm meeting a lot more people that are that are of the faith and 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 talking about this stuff all the time at work with men, you know, hey, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, we we how do you say we we check each other, you know, like, hey, you shouldn't do that, you know, that's not right. We go to each other for advice. And you're talking to godly men that, that you get advice from. I'm not going to, you know, some some atheist that just goes, you know what? Just do you, buddy. It's all good. You, 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 as long as you are happy, who cares about everything else? It's not how it goes. It's it's, it's we we must be strong as men to step up and be like, hey, look at this is this is what's going on. This is what I don't condone, and this is what I will not tolerate, and I'm not going to do it. People at the church need to do the same thing because they are they are they are letting things in that, that you shouldn't be. It, it does say love, no lie. It does say love your fellow neighbor, but it doesn't say to condone and participate in those type of abominations. It does not say that. It doesn't say, does it say burn their, it doesn't say kill them or burn their churches. It says separate yourself from them. And, and right now as a, uh, as a one income family, I can't be home every day. I can't be doing that, but I work my my butt off so that my wife can be here. At least she could be here, you know, teaching them, teaching them, you know, the 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 you know God's way, morals. You know, this is bad. That's not good. Don't do this. Don't do that. But when you have two people working all the time, you have the government getting getting you to get out of the house and 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 you know be attacked, basically a tax a tax uh, uh, a taxable person, and then your kids. The government gets them as well. They get to indoctrinate them however they want. If they want to indoctrinate them and tell them, hey, look, it, all the history that's been going on, it's all a lie. 
here's the new history. And these kids would eat it up and believe it. It's going on all the time. It's like no one even talks about uh, a history like, like through the Bible history. They don't. They don't even talk about it. But this is very historical. It's very, very, very good book. Has great stories. Has some of the, you want like comic books? This has some of the greatest stories in of I've ever even heard. And at the end, they're always going to give you, keep your eye on the Lord. Love, pray, pray all the time. Pray, pray constantly. Wake up in the morning. Keep, you know, have God with you all the time. Have God go to the store with you. Have God, you know, go get a, go get a sandwich. Go to the movies with God. Go, go, go buy clothes with God. You don't think that God wants to be with you for everything. It's, 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 that's how he wants it. Now, if you put him away in the back seat for, for this or that, or if you're going to, you know, I'm having to spend time with my family. I'll have to put God in the back seat. He's going to go, I respect that, but you know, you're not, it's all wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. You should be, you know, bringing me involved in everything. And people don't do that no more. I don't do it all the time, but I'm trying my best to do that to where everything I do, I want God to be involved in. <clears throat> yeah, and, that's good. That's good, man. That's what you got to do. So, yeah, I think you had some great points, Nathan, too. Uh, we're we're so worried about them coming and taking the guns, but, we should, but one thing we should definitely be worried about is them coming to take our Bibles, man. You know, that 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 could definitely happen at some point, uh, you know, so we got to be careful. But, man, I think we got a great podcast. Uh, we're coming up on an hour and a half now, so that's where we usually like to keep the episodes or, or you know, got to keep it like that. So, uh, Nathan, any last words for our audience, brother? No, you know, I'll just, I'll say this, you know, it'll be a great day when persecution comes for the people in this society. I'll tell you that much. You want to read a book that will challenge you and, and give you some actual chutzpah, read, read the insanity of God. I'll tell you what, that book was, was given to me by a missionary who I was working on a farm down in Southern Florida. And uh, he asked me whether or not he thinks I should have life insurance because he was about to be, he was a newlywed and he was deciding whether or not he was going to go work on smuggling Bibles and recruiting believers in Somalia where they have special kill teams wholly devoted to killing all the converts of every Christian that is that is chained up and brought over there and so that that opened my eyes to a whole other world of of how criminals can be used for the kingdom of righteousness sake and to be able to weaponize those skill sets and that that mentality that we had once used for wickedness for great good and the saving of many lives and I'll tell you the underground church movement is alive and active in so many places and the people have a hunger for the word like never before when it's very rare and it's very uncommon and so that you and I can have plethoras of scriptures all around us that you and I can reach over and we can grab onto one of these and hold it up and not suffer a gulag treatment and not suffer the actual scorn of being in a place that's minus 60 degrees and naked and starving in labor camps we have no ideas the wonders of blessings that we have in so many ways that have given us every opportunity to become incredibly capable warriors for the kingdom of Yah. And you know what? Persecution sometimes is exactly what's needed for people to finally have some fire in their butts. You know what I'm saying? Light a fire under their rear ends to get them motivated, to get after something, to protect what is theirs. You know, and and I, I sure hope that that zealousness that they have, it's not that I'm, I'm an advocate against people having firearms and training and using them diligently. I'm just an advocate for storing up the water of the word more effectively and efficiently so that when that day of testing comes, they can't take what's inside your mind. And you can use that to be effective in that kingdom and make make a war that really is for those souls of men. It's such a more effective battlefield that we can fight in. And you know what? Our father is very capable of raising up the righteous with even just a stick in his hand. Oh, you want to talk yeah. about, like you said, about those superheroes real quick, man. 
like Shamgar. I want to talk about one of my favorite heroes in the scriptures. He's like the second judge in the book of Israel. It says he killed yeah. 600 men with an ox goad. That's like, mm -hmm. it's a stick, like the staff. It's a 10 foot stick with a piece of iron on it. He killed 600 homies with it, dude. Like, <laughs> bro, David killed tens of thousands of dudes. David yeah. was a murderous assassin. He was awesome, y'all. The Bible uh -huh. is a, such an absolute powerful historical book, and it is one of the most valuable tools to give you wisdom and tactics and reason and understanding to be able to contend eagerly every single day of your life. So thank you guys so much for having me on here. It was an absolute blast. I look forward to being able to connect with you guys some more soon. Yes, we will definitely awesome. have you on. Um, do you like Rob Skiba, you said, right? I know he yeah, passed man. away. He's a good friend of mine, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. How, yeah. how awesome. Yeah, Rob Skiba was amazing. Guys, go check out Rob Skiba. Check out... Russ Dizdar, check out uh, Snatch, from, Snatch from the Flame. What is your YouTube channel called? YouTube.com backslash Nathan Reynolds. Nathan Reynolds. My YouTube. Nathan Reynolds. Okay, guys. Yeah. Make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Jason, any last words before we go, bro? Thank you, Nathan, for coming on. Thank you for your uh, your testimony. Thank you for your bravery. And, uh, dude, you're a wonderful person to talk to, you, bro. I could have stayed on here for another hour mm -hmm. and been fine and just been talking to, you know, talking each other up and bringing, bringing, uh, Bring each, bring each other together. This is awesome. God bless you, buddy. And uh, I'll be praying for you. And uh, God bless you, Josh. Thank you, bro. Th you thanks too, for this man. podcast. Thanks for this uh, this outlet, this this platform yeah. to you know speak our minds and hopefully you know YouTube or whatever whatever runs out there in the world starts to understand. You know, hey, start sending this stuff out to more people. You know, send <laughs> out to people that are that are starving for for the word and starving for the for a, for a, a platform to talk to, you know, anybody should be able to come on and talk whatever about how they want to talk about. It. And, and thank you, Nathan. And, and thank you for your bravery and God bless your family. And uh, hopefully we see you again soon. Yeah. We'll have never, Nathan. Never, never number the troops guys. Don't forget it. David got in a whole heck of a lot of trouble for a number in those troops. Don't you mind that y'all has always got oh, you yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I'm trying to pump out kids as I can. Bring more. Uh, it's, it says be fruitful and multiply, not yes, not stop. Just, you know, take some birth control and, and stop. It doesn't say that. And, and, and also think about David, do what you're supposed to be doing. Don't be, if you're supposed to be in war, go to war. Don't sit at home and, 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 and let, let, uh, let That's the eyes of us. Yeah, just don't, don't do that. Just, when, when mostly when men aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, that's when the devil comes in. Just like how Samson wasn't supposed to be in that vineyard. What was in there in the vineyard? The lion. And the lion was ready to, 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 to get him. And like, and, and that's all, it, it all set up a thing to where like, Hey, as long as you're doing what you're doing and what God's will is going on and you're, and, and you're doing the right thing, you know, and also stay where God puts you. Don't, don't, don't start going all these other places. God puts you in this place for a reason. He will meet you there. You don't have to go to a big church to go find God. You really don't. He's right no, there. Definitely not, bro. He knocks, open up, let him eat. Then come on in and, and, and get the meat of this, uh, get the meat of things. Don't just don't sit there and read through, you know, you know, the, the New Testament. Go to the Old Testament. Like Nathan just said, he just brought up judges. And, and not many people. You know, read those books, you know, like these are, yes, like you said, comic books. These, these guys were set, picked by God to be basically a, BAs, bro, just badass dudes. Even women are in there too. They're, you know, Deborah was a, was a, was one of them. She was a, she, she was a, a judge and <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it, it's, it, and if you want to be, if you want to be this uh, warrior and you want to be a real top notch warrior, just start off with it, with, with, with being a warrior for Christ and then he'll, 
he'll he'll pave a way for you to do whatever you got to do because that's what we do need. We do need men stepping up these days and women. Definitely. I agree, man. I agree. This was a fantastic show. Uh, Nathan, I really appreciated you coming on. Um, guys, like like he was talking about, put on the whole armor of God uh, to withstand the the wiles, the schemes of the devil. Uh, we got to make sure we're, we're prepared and ready. Make sure you guys study your word. Um, we have a lot of spiritual battles that happen to us in our homes. Fathers are, and, and men and women are, are being attacked daily. You got to be on your toes. You got to be on your feet. You got to be ready. I, I've been attacked lately, but I'm just... You know, every time we do a show that's spirit filled, I feel like I get attacked. But, you know, pray for us, pray for Jason, pray for Nathan. Um, and right here, like we always do, we're going to end this one in prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Uh, we we pray against all these uh, chains of, of uh, wickedness and darkness that that these evil people are trying to put on, on people like Nathan. And he's gone through uh, so much, Lord. I just want to say if you could put a, a legion of angels to protect him and his family. We also want to pray for all the, the people that were trying to cause these generational curses on him and his family. Pray that, uh, you know, they do find out, you know, they do come to you, Lord. Um, you know, that they, they, they humble themselves before you, they lay all the stuff that they've done on the altar before you. And, and, you know, if you could please supernaturally have them, um, come to you, Lord, instead of worshiping Satan and, uh, worshiping all these, uh, fallen angels that they're, they're worshiping, you know, if you could, we just want to pray for them. Um, we pray for my family, anybody that's been through all the stuff they've been through, you know, um, Lord, you know what it is, you know, I uh, help them to, to heal, help Nathan to heal. I know he said he's healed now. And I know that he's, he's, he, he's, he's with you now, Lord. So I know he's healed, but help him, you know, fully to heal, help his family to heal. Uh, we pray for his wife. I mean, what a, what an amazing woman she is to, to uh, hear everything that, that Nathan has been through and to love him fully and show him what true love is. And I know God, you show him what true love is and you show us what true love is by sending your son to die on the cross for us. Uh, we just, we love you, Lord. We appreciate everything you do. You know what I'm going through? You know what Jason's going through? You know what Nathan's going through? Anything that's attacking us spiritually, Lord, we, we want you to rebuke that in the name of Jesus, in the name of your son. Lord, we appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Anybody that's listening right now that needs you, Lord, please be there for them supernaturally. Help them bind all and, you know, break all the chains or any addiction that they have going on, Lord, please. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. This is a powerful show. Please share the podcast. Okay. That, that'll help us. And also go and uh, subscribe to Nathan. Uh, check, make sure you guys check out his book, book snatch from the flames. Uh, he came on here for free and he's, you know, he's doing this stuff for free. He's exposing evil. So, you know, you got to respect what he's doing Buy his book, please. And also the one that uh, Johnny Cerucci, go check that one out too. We love you guys. We appreciate you. God bless you.